0: What can I do for you? And I believe God is asking us a question tonight. To be like Jesus or not to be like Jesus? That's the question. Yes. That's, right. that's the question. Yeah, that's right. So I might just read a lot of scripture tonight and get down. But he speaks way better than me. <laughs> so when I'm reading scripture, it's fra- straight from him. And he speaks way better better than me I could fluff this word out I can pad this word out but I'll tell you something I'm going to fluff it with a load of nonsense because I know what he wants me to do tonight is just to speak on on directly on scripture and on his word there is no mystery to being like Jesus there's no mystery to it it's not hard yes there's a price to pay but it's about in here It's about what we want. It's about the desires of our heart from a young girl. Well, early 20s. I desired something far greater. I didn't know how to really do it. I just knew to follow Jesus. And I knew that where I had been was was not somewhere I ever wanted to be again. And that the answer for my life, even though I had walked with God, for many years as a child and as a teenager, in my early 20s, something had to shift. And when something shifted, I desired him with everything, with everything. Did I mess up sometimes? Absolutely, I messed up. But I desired Jesus above all else. The mystery of being like Jesus is not a mystery at all. Romans chapter 12, verses one and two says, "'And so, dear brothers and sisters.'" I plead with you. I plead with you. Paul is saying, I'm pleading with you. I'm pleading with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. You know, Paul isn't saying this is a light decision of, well, take it or leave it. Paul is saying, I'm pleading with you. I'm pleading with you that you will make that, that right decision. For me tonight, what God's put in me, I feel like not Paul as in, oh, I'm like Paul, but I feel like Paul's heart there where I'm saying, church, I am pleading with you tonight not to be lazy in this word. I'm pleading with you. I'm pleading with you to grab hold of this moment because something mighty is gonna happen in this place when the worship team get up. I have prayed that right here, right now, God will move like he's never moved before. And it might not be something you can see with your eyes. So don't stand back and think, oh, well, I'll have a look what happens because God moving right here, right right now is going to happen in you and it's going to happen in me and you may not see what happens in me but I know that by the time I leave here tonight God is going to have moved in me like he's never moved before so Paul is pleading is pleading to give your body to God because of all he's done for you he says let me be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. But let God, allow God, give God permission. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 1 John chapter 2. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of the world. He's saying, but if anyone sins. So when I made that decision, I was going all in for Jesus. I made some mistakes and I got it wrong. But because I believed in Jesus, he was the one that made it right. So it was okay. It was okay. I wasn't consciously going out to do something wrong and then thinking, whoa, Jesus has got this covered. No, no. It wasn't my heart to get it wrong. My heart, that's the thing. This is a heart thing. It wasn't my heart to get it wrong. But I did get it wrong. And when I did, I wasn't condemned because of Jesus. So I just want to clear that up. We'll get it wrong, but it's about the heart. It says, and we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, and I will put in there in in, in my notes, on purpose. If you are participating in something or doing something or listening to something and you know it's against God and you continue to do it, this is what this is talking about. This This is, again, this is a heart thing. That person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. This is just more than a coincidence. This is a decision. They truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And there's the mystery, yeah. just live your life as Jesus did. Yeah. You may think, I don't know how Jesus lived his life. I think very few people would be able to say that because then even in school, my little ones, the youngest one knows about Jesus. So if you were of my era back then, they talked about it in school. So even if I'd never picked up a Bible, a lot of people would already know how Jesus lived because it was talked about in schools historically. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. To be like Jesus or to not be like Jesus, that is the question. And it's the question that rests with us. And I believe wholeheartedly because I know the Spirit and I know when the Spirit's moving and I knew on that front row, I've got to get up now. Like I've got to jump ahead of everybody else's agendas and I've got to get up now. Because God is saying, I will move in you like I have never moved before, right here, right now. But do you want to be like Jesus? And if you want to be like Jesus, are you ready to pay the price? Are you ready to pay the price? Ephesians chapter 4. With the Lord's authority, I say this. This is one of these moments tonight. Because Paul is saying here, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Like I said before, I'm standing here today knowing with the Lord's authority, I'm saying this. There is an authority here tonight. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. If you are living your life with people who are hopelessly confused, you need to move away and you need to get your eyes on Jesus. Who are you mixing with? Who are you living your life around? Who, and I'm not saying, oh, just cut everybody out of your world. I don't know what the Lord is saying to you. The Lord did say that to me. He did say that to me. But I don't know what the Lord's saying to you. But, but if you are living with people like that, they are hopelessly confused and there is only one way you're going to go. You're going to end up going and very more like that. Whereas if you begin to walk with Jesus you will be more like Jesus. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. We know that's not Christ. We know that's not Christ-like. Amen. And that's why we need to protect ourselves and the people we have around us, that we would be with like-minded people who desire to be Christ-like. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. I would say tonight that God is saying to you, you have learned about Jesus. You know about him, but you are still making choices to live in your old self. And you are living with a foot in either camp where sometimes you're living in the new you and sometimes you're living in the old you. And the Lord is saying tonight is, this is not a foot in either camp situation. If you want to be in your lustful self and your old ways, just shove your other foot there. <laughs> I'm not saying you should before I get misquoted, but this isn't a foot in either camp situation. Which way are you, the old or the new? Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous. And holy. I'm gonna say that again. Instead, let the spirit, let the spirit, let the spirit I'm prophetically speaking that there are some people in this place today and you are not letting the spirit renew your thoughts. You are not letting them. Now, whether that's because you actually enjoy some of the pleasures of that, I don't know. But the Spirit is saying to you, you are stopping me from renewing your thoughts. You are not allowing me to renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Then he goes on to say, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you don't let the sun go down while you are still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil if you are a thief quit stealing instead use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need don't use foul or abusive language Let, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them this is sobering. <laughs> yeah. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He, had, his, he has identified you as, as His own, so guaranteeing you—sorry, guaranteeing you—that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So good. So good. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander as well as all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. To be like Jesus or not to be like Jesus? That is the question. goes on in chapter 5, verse 1 to say, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. His dear children. (laughs) Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality impurity or greed among you such sins have no no place among God's people obscene stories foolish talk and coarse jokes these are not for you instead let there be thankfulness to God you can be sure that no immoral impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. Okay. If anybody's in this room and you're like, oh, I haven't done I don't do any of those in the list. I never get angry. I don't know foolish talk. And now we like I say, I get angry sometimes. I'm on about knowing that you've got a problem and that Jesus is the answer and choosing to go away and say, "Now I'm going to keep living the way I live. But let's not be fooled by people in our world and maybe ourselves who are doing these things and excusing them and saying there's a reason for them because there isn't. The word of God is very clear. Like I say, he speaks well better than I do. So much better than I do. And he's saying here, don't, there's no foolish excuses for it. Don't do it. Don't be a part of it. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once, you were full of darkness. That was the thing for me. When I, I, I just gave it all to God and I gave the, the going out and the party and I gave the, the drinking, I gave up the... The, the, the language it used to come out of my mouth. And I'm not just on about swear words either. I'm on about gossip. <laughs> the rubbish that came out of my mouth. When I, I gave it up, I gave it up. And then I had to choose who I was going to be around. Because I was once full of darkness. I knew where it had been. And that moment when I came back to God and I surrendered everything. And I was like, Jesus, to be like you. Oh, Jesus, to be like you. I just want to be like you had once been full of darkness but I'd stepped into the glorious light and I never wanted it to be tainted again and we can cry for revival in our lives and we can cry for change but if we're not prepared to pay the price it's okay Jesus paid the price oh yeah he did he did but we can't sit on our laurels and go oh Jesus paid the price because there's some stuff that we are continuing to live in and we're continuing to walk out in and we're continuing to dabble in and sometimes we're taking a step back because we want to get involved in this rather than continuing to walk in what we were walking in and he says you were once full of darkness don't stay there don't even let your light be tainted By the darkness. But now you have the light of the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. I'm just going to jump past a verse. And then it says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. <clears throat> Matt Hooper spoke the other week, and he talked about the roar inside. And he said, if you don't know how to roar, get yourself along someone someone who can teach you. If you feel that you are surrounded by people who are living in ways that you know are not right, that are saying things that are not right, that you know that you have ended up surrounded by people who are foolish in their talk and all this kind of stuff that are full of darkness, get yourselves alongside somebody who is wise, who is wise, who you can see God has put something on them and you know they are wise. I can see the way they're living their lives. I can see the desires of the heart and get alongside them and they will speak into your life. Because, you know, was it yourself this morning, Barry, or the preach last week? I can't remember, it's a, yeah, it was this morning, about the togetherness, about being together, about standing shoulder to shoulder. You don't need to do this alone. If you want to be like Jesus, when I got like that, I, made, I positioned myself with people. I posi- and there was no one my age, so it wasn't like we had a big, funky, trendy youth group. I didn't. I think the next one up to me was my brother, who was probably about five years older than me. There wasn't anybody for me, but I was determined to pay the price. And so I pulled myself and plucked myself out of the darkness I was living in. And, so I, and I anchored myself to people who were older than me. And who taught me wisdom. And what they did was they fed this desire to be like Jesus within me. And someone once said to me, Well, it's all right for you because you're the pastor. And I'm like, Man, you have no idea the journey I've been on to get to be the pastor. Not that I was ever trying to get to be the pastor again before I get misquoted. But you've no idea the journey I've been on to be like Jesus. It's not just happened. It's come through sacrifice. It's come through choice. It's come through sometimes great cost. Great cost. Great cost to us as a family. It's come at great cost. But nothing compares to being like Jesus. And that's where he'll move. And that's where he'll move the mountains. And that's where the miracles will start to happen because revival will happen in this place, in the lives of each and every one of us when we desire to move away from all the things he said in these scriptures and keep our eyes on Jesus and follow his lead. And if you're still a bit confused by what does Jesus look like, I promise you this, pick up a Bible, turn to the New Testament, begin to read. (laughs) Begin to read, it's all there. But all these things that have been said, keep away from these. These are the, all the things that go against what Jesus is like. Yeah. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. I remember as a little girl, people go in, oh, the end is near. The Lord's coming back. And, and, and I'm sure at that time, it looked like it. 43 years on, my days, does it look like it now? <laughs> you look at scripture, we are living in dark, dark days. Yeah. We are living where everything is messed up. We are living where people are saying what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong and everything's in chaos. Everything is in chaos. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days to do what is right and to live right. Right. Don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly. Stop. Maybe you're somebody who's hasty. Maybe you're somebody who's loose with your mouth. Maybe you're somebody who, you know, I've had it where God has been pinpointing something in me and I'm like, oh, just one more time. Just one more time. No, not one more time to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. When I was a little girl, he sang a song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like him. All through life's journey from earth to glory, all I ask is to be like him. I want to be able to stand before the Lord On that day, whether it be that I go first or he comes back, I don't know. But I want to be able to stand and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Because when I see him, because I know his presence, I know the presence of God. But when I see him, wow, (laughs) like wow. I want to hear those words. And whatever cost has come down here like that, it'll all have been worth it when I see him. And I hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And I don't don't want my time on this earth to be wasted. I want to lead this church with Barry. And I want a revival to happen here. And it doesn't mean it's going to look like a revival from before but there's one thing that will continue through it and it will be the Spirit of God. Yes. You will know the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will be the same and things may happen differently. But I would say, are you with me? Do you want the revival in your life? Do you want the revival in the church? Because my life is going to count for something. I made a decision after the 10 years I went through of hardship of the, with the anxiety and, and everything. I made a decision when I came back to God and gave my life to God. I'm not gonna let the enemy take one more day off me. No way. And those 10 years, they're gonna count for something because I was mad. I was mad when I realized what he'd stolen from me. And I was mad. And I was like, "Them 10 years, every single day of those 10 years are gonna be used to build the kingdom. And every day you try to take from me, Satan, I'm gonna build the kingdom. I'm going to build a kingdom. I'm going to take from the people that you're trying to take. I'm going to take them. I'm going to build a kingdom because you'll not have another day in my life. And God is saying to some people in here, you've got to make the choice to be like Jesus or not to be like Jesus. That is the question. And the enemy has taken too much of your lives. He's had one day too many. He's had many days too many. No. <laughs> but you can make those days count for something and you can make the remainder of this time on earth count to be like Jesus and to see revival sweep through this land. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine. Oh, This is a big trap. I'm going to talk really, really candidly about this. Don't be drunk with wine. Be in control of yourself. Some people think it's okay to have one too many. It's not. I am not saying that you must never drink. If you have a problem with drink, I am saying you must never drink. I'm not saying you can't have a glass of wine with a meal. But what I am saying is, the word of God says, don't be drunk. The word of God who speaks far better than me, it's great because all these things, you could think I'm having a go at you. I'm not, I'm just talking from the Bible because he speaks far better than me. Don't be drunk, dead simple, don't be drunk. And that's one of those areas where I know that Christians can be, ah, oh, it's all right, it's, it's not. If the laws of this land won't let you drive a car because you are not in control, then why is the children of God, which should we be living in a way not in control of course he says don't be drunk because we're not in control of our actions christians don't be drunk because that will ruin your life instead be filled with the holy spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and make music to the Lord in your heart. Imagine this, you're in a group of people and there is loads of foolish talk going on and there's loads of gossip and there's loads of, sorry, I'm trying not to trip over a wire, and there's loads of gossip and there are crude jokes and there's maybe pornography and there's alcohol flowing in an abundance, and you're there in that. And then there's a group of people who encourage each other in the law, who talk about miracles, who sing songs together about the goodness of God, who build you up. They're the two contrasts that we can choose from. Can there be in there to be like Jesus or we can be in there to not be like Jesus but you can't be in both I can't be in both I have a choice to make and I have a decision to make just in me talking about these circles I'm pretty sure some of you will have conjured up a picture and even a feeling of how this circle makes you feel And then you have been able to conjure up feelings of how this circle makes you feel. The circle when you've been in the presence of God. The circle when you've made mistakes, but your heart is to be like Jesus. And you're with other people whose heart is to be like Jesus. And you're with other people who say, hey, listen, it's all right. We're going to run this race together. The worship team are just going to come and we're going to... Sing again. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. What is going on in my heart today? What's going on in your heart today? Are we making music to the Lord? Because if we're wanting revival, we're wanting miracles, and we're wanting change. Hey, listen, we've got to step up. We've got to step up. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want the worship team to sing Move the Mountains or Miracles, whichever, whichever you feel. I know the Spirit of God has moved in this place I don't know how you've took it that's not my responsibility it's my responsibility how I've took it and God is still pointing things out in me Where he's like Vicky you want revival really you have gotta lay that down Vic so I don't know how you've received it But I'll just ask you the question, to be like Jesus or not be like Jesus? Make a choice. And if your choice is to be like Jesus, what do you need to cut off? What have you got to shake off? Because God's shaking in this place today. He's shaking stuff off. Is it sexual immorality? Is it anger? Is it lies? Is it alcohol? Is it, what is it? Is it foolish talk? Is it the wrong company? To be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like Him. All through life's journey, from earth to glory, that day when you see Him, all I ask is to be like Him. Whatever God is saying to you, cut it off. Go and make the changes you need to make. Because then you'll see the miracles. You'll see the miracles.